Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, here's your host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a business podcast talking to and with business owners who have tips and strategies that will help the behind the scenes work of our business become more effective and efficient. Today, we're talking with Danielle Kunkel-Roberts, who is a founding partner at Boomer Benefits, a national agency specializing in Medicare-related insurance. Serving thousands of policyholders, Boomer Benefits helps boomers learn the ropes regarding Medicare. Danielle writes frequently about Medicare and personal finance topics for Forbes and is a member of the Forbes Finance Council. A nationally recognized expert in the Medicare insurance industry, Danielle is a Medicare Supplement Accredited Advisor and past president of the Fort Worth chapter of the National Association of Health Underwriters. She has spoken about Medicare to hundreds of groups and her educational webinars are attended by thousands of baby, baby boomers annually. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. That's a great lineup of things you've done. So congratulations <laughs> on all of that. And as somebody who's soon, not yet, thank goodness, but soon to be facing Medicare, that's kind of a scary topic for me. Yes, I think it is for a lot of people. A lot of people feel the same. <laughs> so I may be contacting you down the road. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be here when you need us. All right. And speaking of contacting people, I am going to jump right into this interview. As you know, it's all about the tools and strategies to grow our businesses. And one of the things that you say you like to talk about is social media and growing your followers. Yes, that's right. What can you tell us? You bet. So I started looking into social media for the business here in March of 2016. And as of today, uh, combined between the various social media, we have over 250,000 followers who are baby boomers and seniors. And you might think that, you know, this is a group that isn't online that much or doesn't do a lot with social media. And of course, you would be wrong because there's plenty of them on social media. And I know my own parents uh, participate in social media and comment on my Facebook posts and Instagram. And I thought there was an opportunity there when I first started looking at it to grow something. Of course, in the beginning, when you start working on this, it's a little bit slow and you'll make some stumbles along the way. So something I figured out early on that helped a lot with growing my social media following is Medicare is not a very exciting topic. People don't, you know, wait with bated breath to go and learn all about Medicare. They typically dread it and put it off for as long as possible. So when you have a, a dry business topic, you know, how do you make this sexy for the consumer that they're going to want to participate in something? And so when it comes to any social media, 
I encourage a business owner to think about how you yourself use social media. So when are you pulling your phone out and doing the scroll? Which social media are you hitting first, are the most important to you, and going to be the most important to the demographic of people that you're working with? And then when you're on there, what type of posts do you respond to? So for example, I love uh, dog rescue and I'm all about those type of animal posts and Facebook knows this. So you might have noticed when you're on Facebook or some of the other social media that they will serve up ads related to things that you're interested in already. And you might shop for something online and then the next time you're on Facebook, they're putting uh, two or three ads in front of you that are giving you options for that very thing that you were looking for. So knowing that Facebook is aware of all the things that you participate in and is going to serve you more of that content, what type of content can you put out for your demographic that they came onto social media today to look for? I can guarantee you it wasn't Medicare. So if I put out baby boomer posts, the things that I think my parents would like, the types of videos that I think that they would enjoy, the types of posts that they would enjoy, a lot of those have absolutely nothing to do with Medicare, and that's okay. So you, when you're on social media, you want to be getting out there and putting out a lot of information that your demographic is going to be interested in seeing, that they're going to engage with, that they're going to like, comment, and share. And then once a week or once every other week, you can put out a piece on your business. For us, in terms of our business, it's Medicare insurance, and they're going to tolerate an occasional post for me about something that's relatively boring, but that they really need to learn about. Uh, as long as I'm putting out content the rest of the time that they're really interested in. And so that's how we've been able to put a, together a really uh, big Facebook group. We were voted or named uh, one of the most popular Facebook pages for baby boomers. And it's because I just truly think all the time, like, you know, what are things on there that I know my parents would like? What kind of posts do they enjoy? And we share that type of content. Uh, you may have a different demographic. So if your demographic that you go after is millennials, the type of posts that you're going to put out are going to be very different than the ones that I'm putting out for a different group. If you're if your demographic is, you know, single women, that's again going to be something completely different that they may be interested in than either a bigger group of baby boomers or millennials. So um, Put yourself in the heads of the people that you want to get in from. A lot of business uh, and entrepreneurial sites will call this creating your avatar. And you're putting this person together, this fictitious person in your mind and thinking about where she shops, what she does online, what she buys, what she likes. Um, and then you want to go ahead and meet that need. And this will allow you then to slide in the occasional post about your business. And not only will they tolerate it, but they'll often be quite engaged with it because they already have become to know and like your posts. And it's so simple, but it really works. And you can do this with any social media. We have a presence on all the social media for, except for Snapchat, which is, uh, not even all that popular anymore and isn't something that a lot of baby boomers use. But even Pinterest, which you would think people wouldn't have any interest in Medicare, when we put out a lot of nice baby boomer geared posts and then we throw one in about Medicare, they're quite receptive to it. And then, so it's a great strategy if you want to grow a lot of followers. Once you have those followers, 
you have the social media proof that other people who are considering liking your page are going to say, hey, wow, this business has, you know, 30,000 followers. They must be doing something right. I'll follow them too. And so you've got to kind of do the crowd, the crowd mentality there and, and, and work with it instead of against it. Now, that's wonderful advice, and, and it's something I try to do as well. And I'm sitting here thinking my father was 95 when he died. And, you know, he was constantly, we had to buy him the smartphone. He had the tablet. He was constantly in front of his computer. And, yes. You know, it's and good for him. Yeah, and it was, he couldn't figure out how to do a lot of this yeah. stuff, you know, <laughs> but then it was Nancy, you know, how do you do this, yes. and I'd go in and I'd show him, and he'd work on it until he'd forget, and then I'd have to show him again, but he was trying, he was engaged, he was, and I'm, and I'm thinking about all the different kinds of things that he and my mom were interested in, and I can see where that kind of thing would be good to put up just regularly and trying to engage that group. My next question along that same line is, and there's been a lot of discussion recently in groups and posts that I follow, is how you start on your personal page mm. and then you move it over to a business page. Say somebody that's listening uh, really doesn't have much of a business page you know, a couple of hundred people, do they just post these kinds of things on their business page and hope that people are going to find them and come on over? Or do you also do things on a, on a personal post trying to get them to move? Yeah. And some businesses today never even do a business page because their own personal brand, uh, they are their personal brand. But I do recommend the business page because the business page is what you can later use to run Facebook ads where you don't have that same option with a personal page. So something I did early on was I invited uh, on my personal page, all my friends and family to like my business. And so this helped me get a pop of a hundred or so followers. So I got a few people in there and then kind of built from there. Um, but I do recommend building the business page and then you certainly can when you're putting content out on your business page you can share that content onto your own personal page and then get some people back to your business page that way so that's certainly a great way to go about it uh, I like the business page just in terms of keeping it separate I know that occasionally I will get uh, a client or someone that will friend me on Facebook when actually they need to be following the business and I tend to keep mine uh, more personally separate just for reasons of if you grow a really large Facebook following and then everybody wants to be on your personal Personal page, you could end up answering a lot of business questions in your downtime and in the evenings because you've let them into that environment. So I like the idea of kind of keeping them separate, but that doesn't mean that you can't be yourself on your own Facebook page. So the, one of the best ways to do that, of course, is with live video, and it's very um, overwhelming and intimidating at first, and you want everything to look right, and you want everything to sound right, but if you think about the types of videos that you often watch, are they really all that polished? And in fact, when they look like something that's totally produced, you tend to actually be a little less interested in that video than if it's just someone that you know or someone that you trust or someone that you like talking at the camera, and so I really have found that the live video goes a long way to establishing trust, 
and creating that personality inside your brand. So maybe bring your own personal side to your business page by doing some video that lets people see a little bit about who you are and what makes you tick. And you can even talk about why you started your business and why the business is important to you and what your mission is and the things that you're trying to do with your business. And all of that is growing your personal brand at the same time you're growing your business brand. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. What does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? Business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the mega group today. Do you feel frustrated, disconnected, or unfulfilled in your relationship? If you said yes, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Anza Goodbar, intimacy coach and sex educator. Nearly 70% of all couples in the U.S. claim to be dissatisfied with their relationship. But the good news is you don't have to be. If you're ready to open your heart to feel more connected to life, yourself, and your partner, join me and five couples at the Intrinsically Intimate Couples Retreat in Barbados. You can find out more details at www.anzagoodbar.com backslash retreats. They're big, they're shy, they're invisible, and they fly. They're always late. They never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. And now the things that you're talking about for the most part help you grow your business a lot, but do they cost anything? Yes, of course, some of that does cost. So Facebook advertising is not as cheap as it used to be. You used to be able to come on and put some ads on really cheap and nobody could see your ads and it was really great there for a while, but now you have a very saturated market. And of course, this is because when you advertise on Facebook, you can totally nail down to your perfect client, right? So instead of advertising to the world, like you might on television, you can target your ads with Facebook to a very specific age group and a certain income group, people that are interested in certain topics. And so the beauty of it is that even if there is a lot of competition out there, some of those ads are still going to get in front of some of those people. And what I like about it is you can start your Facebook ads with as little as like $5 a day. So it's a great way if you don't have a lot of money to invest you could start with just a very small amount of money and just see what that turns up for you. And then if you find that you're getting 
uh, followers or leads or whatever your ad was gearing for at a reasonable price, then you can take some of what you earn from that and reinvest it if you like. Um, we spend tens of thousands of dollars on our Facebook page and our advertising that we do. And uh, we feel that it's very well worth it because it's all part of the overall branding experience of Boomer Benefits. Um, but I didn't start at that level. I started tiny little bits of money every day. And uh, here I am today. So um, one of the things I share also is be careful not to compare yourself to somebody that's way ahead of you that's got 10 or 15 years in. You might look at that person and say they're so successful. Why would I want to have a competing ad against them? No one's going to be interested in what I have to say versus them. And I would tell you that you'd be really surprised because that person that's on there on social media, they're seeing your your ad scroll by and you've paid to put that ad in front of them and they're not thinking about the competitor that's larger than you they're just looking at what's in front of them right now so you know don't be too timid when you when you're working with uh, starting your social media advertising either yeah and and I know going along with talking about the financing and all of that that something else that you um, like talking about is just bootstrapping your business in general mm -hmm. what what can you tell us about that yeah I love telling this um, to other insurance agents because now that we have such a large presence online I get hit on LinkedIn almost every day with agents all over the nation who will say hey I looked at your website it's so great you know could I pick your brain I'd love to have a conversation with you and uh, we I used to accommodate some of those just being encouraging to other entrepreneurs and I liked having those conversations and now there's too many of them coming in for me to really respond to all of those but you have to be when you first start your business in the beginning you have to be where you are so I didn't have any money to put in and I love saying this to entrepreneurs I love telling them hey you know I was in your shoes once in fact I can remember and I've shared this on other podcasts before but I can remember exactly where I was sitting in my car I was coming back from lunch I was getting ready to get out and head into that for another afternoon of sales calls which is not fun <laughs> and I was just thinking you know one day I'm going to have $500 a month rolling into this business and commissions for insurance policies that I've sold. And then I'm going to be legit. You know, I'm going to be a real business when I have this much money rolling in. And, and you know, now, of course, we have uh, checks that roll in six-figure levels. But at that time, I wasn't thinking that far out. I was just thinking about what can I do today to move the needle for tomorrow? So be where you are. Run your own race. Don't worry about the competition that's been doing this 15 years longer than you because they are where they are in their journey and you are where you are so what can you do today and I used to think about that and what I did is I brainstormed okay I have this life and health license what could I do to get myself business that isn't going to cost me any money because I didn't have a lot of cash I had quit my job negotiated a part-time income was eating peanut butter to survive <laughs> And I, yeah, we've done it, right? And yep. I just decided I'm going to go cold call in this little business park over here near my office and ask them, do they want to have me quote their group health insurance? And I literally walked in those front doors with my business card, told them what I did. Most of them have no time to talk to me right now, but they were willing to take my card. And I would just say, I'm a hungry new agent and I will work harder for you than any agent you've ever had before. I will quote you everything possible to lower your group health rate. So when it comes around for renewal, give me a call. And when you're being that honest and authentic, 
people respond to that. And they did call and I did gain some of those accounts. And then I used that to buy leads and get individual accounts. And eventually we had people asking us about Medicare and we got into the Medicare and that quickly took over the business. And look how far I've come from cold calling in a business park. But I did that kind of work for about two years up front, bootstrapping it, which is a little uncomfortable or it's a little more salesy. The other thing I thought really worked well for me in the beginning that cost very little that any of your listeners could do is going out and joining a local association related to your business. So I'm not talking about the Chamber of Commerce, but I'm saying find an association. So I Googled what are agent associations, and there's a couple of them that I could have joined here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I chose one that I thought best fit, and I went to the meeting, and I knew absolutely no one, and I was a total introvert, and I remember seeing this group of movers and shakers, like the president was at this table, and there were all these people around him laughing, and they were really good at... Um, being the in crowd, right? And I thought, man, those people over there is where I want to be. Those are the movers and shakers. I could learn a lot from them. How can I plug in? And so at the end of the first meeting, I went straight up to the president, introduced myself and said, hey, do you have any open positions on the board that you need some someone to volunteer for? And almost always those board directors and people are scrambling to cover empty positions on those boards. And so they had an opening for me and I volunteered and six years later I was the president of the association and I was sitting in that table that I had admired and that just had to do with $30 a month that I spent on a membership to an association and plugging in uh, with a group of people there. So that it costs you almost nothing. You're putting in your time instead of money. And very few other people in that organization did Medicare products. And so over the years, we've gained hundreds and hundreds of referrals from that. So another way would be find a local association, plug in, volunteer to be on the board so that you can meet the people who are already making it in that industry. And then you can learn from them and you will learn so much from them. And you might even be lucky enough to end up with referrals the way that I did. That's great. And something that I highly recommend is, is being a part of, yeah. And people will say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to do a lot of that kind of thing because I need to be making money. Yes. You know, uh, I can't spend, I need to be making and I've got to sell, sell, sell all the time. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you do need to do some sell, sell. And I often say if I had to go back and do it over again, knowing what I know now. And in fact, when I started my business, there wasn't even Facebook. We didn't have that. This was in 2004 or five, which is like right when I think Facebook was getting off the ground. And I didn't even join myself until 2009 on Facebook. But, but um, there is going to have to be some sales. So I went to the networking meeting, that's once a month, and I did the board meeting as well, which was an hour a month, and in the meantime, I was doing the business park. Um, it's quicker, I always say, um, money is faster than time. I have a podcast that I follow um, called the Hustle to Freedom podcast, and uh, there's a guy, Ryan, that, that runs this podcast, highly recommended, it's a great podcast, but he talks about, you know, putting in that work up front and, and keeping your day job while you do it. And so that's one option, right? You could have a day job and you can start it as a side hustle and that might work for you. Um, or you can put some money in and it's gonna, money that you invest is going to be faster than time. I didn't have that money to invest. So I did it when about the bootstrapping way, which is certainly a little more uncomfortable when you're 
cold calling a front door. But as soon as I had enough money to buy leads, I did buy them. And in most industries, you can purchase leads of some sort. So in the insurance world, there's companies that are online and they're they're gathering your personal information. So you go online looking for a quote for car insurance and you put your information in and you get calls from 15 agents. Well, those 15 agents bought your information from the, comp the website that you put that information into. And although you're then competing against a bunch of other agents, if you can stand out, if you can make your message good enough that when that person is getting those phone calls from the other salespeople, you're the one that is different. Um, I always took the girl next door approach and it worked very well for me. And I just aimed to be the nicest, friendliest, least hassle, least pushy person that they dealt with. And it gained me business. So I think if I had to do it over again, I might've saved up a little bit longer and headed into it with say, a cash stockpile of 10 grand, 15 grand, and use that to buy the leads right up front instead of having to put in those long months of cold calling to have enough income to buy the leads, which is eventually how we grew the business. But not everybody has a cash infusion. So if you've got to get out there and do some sales, balance that with the, the other things like the networking and the local associations. Those things are not gonna take a lot of time. You're still gonna have plenty of time for whatever type of sales that you can afford or manage at the, at the level that you're in in your business on that day. Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for radio and podcasts. If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com, scott at worldwithinreach.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. I think that's so important that this is a business. You've got to work it. It's not... Yeah you're no longer an employee just sitting there waiting for someone to give you an assignment. I mean, that's the whole reason for the name of this podcast. Don't wait till pigs fly. Right. Because if you just sit there and wait for the leads 
to come in, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You're going <laughs> to you be know? waiting for the pigs to fly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's not going to happen. Although around this house, it might, because I've got a ton of flying pigs. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but um, so often when people are getting started, it's like they may have, you had been selling insurance. I'm guessing that's what your job was, that you had quit to do this. Was it I, insurance? It wasn't. It was actually recruiting. I was in the staffing industry, so I totally leapt industries as well, and I was learning on the fly. Okay. Well, my, my example usually is a lot of times, especially because I work with older people as well, um, and they may have quit or lost the job for some reason and say they were a widget maker. You know, and they had made yeah. widgets for many, many years, and they were darn good widget makers. So they're going to start their own business making widgets. Yeah. So, you know, they open their doors. They say, here I am. I have widgets. <laughs> and nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> nothing happens because they don't know how to price them. They don't know who their customer is. You know, they don't yeah. have the marketing. They don't have any of those kinds of things. What do they need to do? Yeah, um, you know, you need to learn about marketing. So the, one of the first things you could do is go out and find podcasts like this one and, and listen to them. Um, I found a podcast that I liked, and it was an online marketing podcast, and the lady that does it is amazing, and I listened to her, binge listened to her episodes, and, and it really absorbed all that information. So if you, feel, if you find yourself just standing around waiting for clients to come to you, um, you need to you need to take action. So uh, I would say you need to take massive action. Do whatever it takes to get your the name of your business out there, and find some ways that you can market or advertise that are within your means and within your budget. We've talked about Facebook. We've talked about networking referrals. You know, you can buy leads um, in your business. There may be other ways of going about getting them, but you can do some basic marketing training and just learn about all the ways out there that you can market online these days. And, and you're going to stumble across some opportunities there that will work for you. They'll, you'll find some that won't work for you as well, but you'll be able to pick those things out. So if you're in that situation and you feel like, I just don't know where to begin, that's where you should start learning is sign up for some good business podcasts like this one and go and listen to some of those back episodes. Listen to some of the entrepreneurs talk about how they built their business. Listen to some of the tips there and then implement them and you'll be able to know, okay, this one would fit my industry and this one won't, but the things that you try, they're not all going to work. You have to know that sometimes there's going to be some failure. Uh, I like to tell the new entrepreneurs what I meet all the time and say, there's no secret sauce because they want to know, like, how did you get to where you are? There's not a secret sauce. It was hard, hard work in the beginning, but boy, I wouldn't trade it for the world because look at where I am today. Um, so again, sitting at your lunch, your desk, having lunch, and you've got a, an af wide, long afternoon facing you. It's 1230 and you've got five hours to put in before you wrap it up and, you know, quit working for the day. You know, what can you accomplish? What is that one thing that you could do at the time? Could you make 10 cold calls? Could you research um, some new leads vendors? Could you find a podcast to listen to where you could learn something? Could you go and binge listen to those and put in those hours doing something that moves the needle and uh, don't be shy about it because it's often one of those things where you can 
you can find busy work for yourself, right? I used to love to do the administrative stuff. I loved the day when I was getting into QuickBooks and putting all my deposits in because that was fun and I didn't have to sell anything. But those deposits were there because of the selling that I did in the weeks and months prior to that. So um, be careful not to do too much administrative busy work. You know, make sure you're putting in a couple of hours every day of things that are going to move the needle. Yeah, I think that's a, a great example is that um, you have to book out times. Yeah. You know, that you're doing something that's going to move you ahead. Yes. Um, something you could do if you're having a little bit of trouble is um, dare yourself. Okay, you know, what's something that I, I that I would be uncomfortable to do today? You know, and, and maybe... You know, maybe it's five cold calls for in my circumstance to five businesses, and I'm going to set that limit. So then I know each one that I'm getting done, I'm a little bit closer. And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to do five, and then, then I'm going to have met my dare, and, but five are going to be done. And I know when I hit five after that one, I'm done for the day. So if they all say no to me, I don't have to face any more rejection that one day and get them done. So set yourself that little goal. And you'll be surprised at, at the feedback that you will get. Like, I, I do remember the days, there were certainly days where I felt like nobody wants to buy any of this stuff. Like, what am I doing here? Um, and then there were days where I would sell four policies. So, you know, you have to be where you are. And remember, not every day is going to be successful. But that one business that you called on or that one phone call that you made, you, that might net you something two years from now. And it's a snowball effect, right? All of the things that you're putting in the beginning are just growing. Um, you're building momentum. And eventually some of those things are going to start to hit for you. When you talk about cold calls, and I just wrote an article this morning that started out, if you're in business, you're selling. You know, so sure. whether you are talking to somebody on Facebook or you're literally knocking on a door or you picked up the phone and called someone, we all do sales calls. Yeah. What kind of tips do you have for making these cold calls mm -hmm. and how do you deal with the nose? Yeah. If you listen to a lot of like sales experts out there, they'll tell you, you know, count your nose and for every 10, one of those is going to be a yes. And I don't think you have to be as rigid as that. Um, I like to plan by the week. Like I, I would like to get my calendar out and I would target some days. So I would say, okay, three days this week, I'm going to work on some cold calling. And I would, I would put that on there. And then on the days in between, I was usually determining which business parks I was going to go call on, right? Sometimes I would get out there and maybe I could finish one business park in a day. Maybe it would take me a couple of days, but I would be doing some of the administrative stuff that I did in between was all also part of selling because I was deciding like where I was going to go out. <laughs> so the best thing you can do is, excuse me, plan out that time, right? You've got to, you have to put that in your calendar and stick to it. You want to commit to the selling and make sure you're getting in enough hours of that every week. And when it comes to the discomfort that comes with cold calling, um, just remember one of the things I used to tell myself is, you know, maybe this person would say no, or I don't need your help, or be very irritated that I walked in their office. I'm going to carry that with me, that little wound, and I'm going to 
you know, treat it like my little wubby and I'm going to hurt over it. And that guy who told me to get out of there 90 seconds after I'm out the door, he's forgotten who I was. He's not thinking about that. If he was mad that I walked in, he was mad for 10 seconds. He doesn't even know who you are. You could call again two weeks later. He would probably not even remember who you are. So you want to tell yourself that as annoying as you may feel, I guarantee that person is not going to spend more than a few seconds thinking about it. They're either going to take your card and put it somewhere where they're going to remember you and call you back, or they're going to throw the card in the trash and maybe they were short with you. So what? So that's a question that you could ask yourself all the time. Sit back in your car on a day that you feel rejected and say, so what? So what? Okay, so these people didn't want to do business with me. Bet you there'll be some tomorrow that want to. And that really worked for me was just to kind of take the remembrance, take the attitude that it might hurt me and I might feel rejected, but they didn't care. I was out of their office and out of sight, out of mind. So don't carry it around that little rejection and, and, and nurture it because the person that you feel so rejected about didn't even remember the next day that you walked in their door. Yeah. The only person that's feeling it is you and you yeah. You can spend your energy much better on heading out towards somebody else. And yeah. Perhaps and yes. Yeah. Sometimes I would be surprised. Like I would get calls back from people years later that would say, hey, I found your card in my desk. Um, in the Medicare industry, you know, we're working a lot with people turning 65. You know, sometimes they'll come and hit our website or attend a webinar or something and they're doing it years before they turn 65. They're a planner type mm -hmm. or I'll do a presentation for an employer and these people are planning to work well past 65. There was one that I did down in Houston. A company flew me down there to do a presentation and their whole thing was they wanted to hang on to their baby boomers and they wanted me to tell them why they shouldn't quit and go on Medicare and how the insurance that they were providing them was actually better than what they could get from Medicare and then reassure them that they weren't getting any penalties by keeping that coverage. And so I was actually going to this group and selling against myself, like literally telling them why they didn't need me right now. And seven years later, all those people were turning 72 and 73 and they were finally retiring. And we wrote dozens of policies from that out of that one trip that I went down that might've been something another agent would have turned down. But for me, because it was early in my business, I was just treating it as activity and and having the confidence that something would be producing from it eventually. And it worked like gangbusters. And that's probably because I went in like myself and I was authentic and I didn't, you know, mince words and I just was a believable person. And a lot of times in business, that's half the battle, right? I mean, they're dealing with salespeople all the time. Think of when you've gone and bought a car. Um, there's some car salesmen you've worked with that you hated. And there's some that for whatever reason, you just really liked them. Well, what was it about that person that you liked so much? Maybe they were low pressure. Maybe they were personable. Maybe they were funny. You know, be all of those things and then just count on the fact that you're the best at what you do and you know that. Carry that confidence. Deliver it. And uh, eventually, the snowball of activity will start to pay off for you. 
and you'll be in the place where we are, where the phone rings off the wall all day long and we can barely work all the leads that we have coming in, you know, but it was a 15 year project. It was 15 years of hard work to get there in your industry. Maybe it'd be a lot shorter timeline and that's something to look forward to. But even if it, I could tell you, even if I had to do it again today and it took me 15 years to get here, I would because we love what we do so much now and we feel like we help a lot of people and we make good money doing it. And isn't that what all entrepreneurs want for themselves? Absolutely. Well, and you know, I, I think it's, it's um, a saying that uh, all of these overnight successes you hear about have actually taken years and years yes. to, you know, to get out there, but you only hear about the very end result. And so you think, well, they did it overnight. Why can't I, you know, but yeah. you're absolutely right. That, and I can't count the number of times that I've talked to somebody and two or three laters, two or three years later, yeah, <laughs> they, they will come back. Yeah. And, you know, and that's when I first heard from them. So it's, it's amazing. You never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know the person that you talk to that's going to remember and, and be a client someday. Absolutely. So we are getting to the end of our time and I want to thank you so much for this conversation. It was very enlightening. Is there anything that you want to say to the listeners before we leave? I would just say on the days when you're beaten down and you're going to have some of those days, you got to shake it off and get back up the next day. Um, for me, one of the things I used to tell myself is, well, you know, I like I'm selling insurance and that's going to pay me every month. So the policies that I wrote last month, they're going to pay me this month. So if I have a month where I lose a couple or I don't, you know, I don't make as many as I wanted, you know, I still have the ones that I sold already. And so you have to sometimes, uh, you know, shake off a bad day and just get back out there and, and again, run your own race. Don't compare yourself. Put in the time where you are. There's no secret sauce, but that hard work will really pay off. And I enjoyed chatting with you about this today. And I love hearing from someone like yourself that deals with a lot of entrepreneurs that you're hearing the same story from so many of us because then it's believable to people and they might actually take action and and put in the long slow and hard work that sometimes it takes to get there that's right well and that's the hope and with that guys please listen to this podcast share it with people you think should hear it download it subscribe for future episodes every week we come out at uh, five o'clock on thursday evening with wonderful conversations just like this one and if you have any questions for danielle danielle how could somebody get in touch with you so we're super easy to find anywhere online uh, all the social media is going to be at boomer benefits so you can uh, find me on social media there or you can find me on linkedin at my maiden name which is danielle kunkel guys Send her a question. She'll get around to answering you eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> I will. You, you, that's a promise. And, and if you're getting to that time where you need to start thinking about Medicare, I know that she would be the person for you to talk to. Have a wonderful, productive day and soar higher. Talk to you all soon. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to 
don't wait till pigsfly.com.